Welcome to this week's episode of Lagnapod. We've got some, uh, we got a new person here. I'm Rob Holbert with uh, one of the co-publishers of Lanyap, along with Ashley Trice, Scott Johnson, Dale Leash, Tommy Hicks, Brady Petrie. Brady Petrie. Who is that? Brady Hale's from Northwest Alabama. He's unfamiliar <laughs> to this territory down here. So Brady Petrie is, is our new reporter. He is joining us here at Lanyap, and uh, we're excited to have him. So, Brady, tell us a little bit about your, your background. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I was born and raised uh, Northwest Alabama, moved down here uh, to lovely Mobile uh, with my fiance, who's going to physical therapy school at South Alabama. Very nice. Um, okay, I've, Yes, go Jags. go Jags. Absolutely. Used to be Roar Lions with UNA. Now it's Go Jags. <laughs> um, um, but we've been out here for two weeks. We love it so far. Um, I work for the Franklin Free Press, which is a uh, weekly publication in Franklin County uh, up in Northwest Alabama. I worked as the executive editor for about two and a half years uh, and then made my way down here. And that's how I ended up at the, the Lanyard. Looking forward to it. He, well. he, he said lovely mobile, but what he didn't tell you is it's rained every day since yes. he's moved. It in. has rained every day that I've been down here. That well. has been one downside. It'll stop eventually. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, lovely today. And Brady's got a great radio voice because he did play-by-play. That's I right. Did, I did play-by-play for Russellville Athletics and broadcasted uh, both of their uh, back-to-back state championship yeah, uh, teams for baseball. Yeah, going to make a lock for the next year's yeah, best this is podcast. Good. We're brand, we brought him in to keep yeah. that, that He's best a ringer. podcast. He's yeah, a ringer. We brought him I'm in as a ringer. ringer. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I understand why you brought me on now. That's right. <laughs> we needed that. That We needed a little more. You know, We know that we know the pressure is going to be on to to repeat. Title, yeah. Anyway, well, we're glad to have you here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things going on in the paper this week. Uh, one of the great things uh, in the paper this week, one of the great stories, uh, Dale went out this week and to the Pritchard Water Board, which uh, is a font, no pun intended, of, uh, of great stories. So what, what went on out there, Dale? You know, sometimes you work really hard to put a story together and sometimes it just falls in your right, lap. Right. In this case, it, it just it just fell in my lap. Uh, it's it, it is unlike any public meeting I've maybe ever been to, and I've been to several of these uh, water board meetings, especially since the 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 former manager was was uh, was arrested for misuse of, of public funds. But like, and it, they're always the same. It's just it's basically a lot of name calling, a lot of shouting. Um, there's just a lot of, of anger a lot there? of a lot of anger and there should be but the anger shouldn't be coming from the board of directors it should be coming from the customers right um this particular meeting was was interesting too because it really was an amalgam of just 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 like hit just basically hitting you with news items one yeah. after another i mean they're trying to trying to, to dig their own wells which seems like a bad idea there was you know flint michigan water issues were brought up uh, you had you had drinkability uh, of, of water, whether the water is actually going to be even well, pot- how contaminated or not. the yes, water yeah. may be. Um, raises. R- raises were denied for employees. Um, there was discussion over how much each board member has spent on travel with their spouses, which it's is just, interesting. That's an interesting um, thing to think I, about. I got some future story ideas yeah, out, of, definitely. out of this meeting. I will not miss another meeting. And, and the flip side of that is you've still got customers in Pritchard who are paying exorbitant amount, right. amount for water. And when you look at the way the leadership has, has handled things up to during and after the Nia Bradley saga, it, which isn't over, by the way. We don't know what's going to happen right. with all of that. But it just it it it's no wonder that 
they can't seem to get a break on water bills because the man, the leadership is just terrible there. I think one thing that that has um, kind of been, I guess I've been sort of waiting for, but I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I am curious at this point that no one else has been charged in any of this stuff. And it just looked from the, you know, from the documentation that we received at the beginning of it, it appeared that some other people had benefited from, what was going on out there. And yes. I'm a little curious that there's nobody else that has, I mean, maybe they didn't do anything wrong, but it just did seem like there's some, there was some money going to people that, uh, on a pretty, pretty regular basis that didn't make a lot of sense. If I was a betting man, I would put a big fat wager on more. You think there'd be more, more arrests, more issues to come. Of the rank and file employees rather than the board members. Or? Oh no, I you might see some former. Well, I don't want to speculate too much yeah. on names and stuff, but like there, there will be. I, I I can't imagine there won't be more like not rank and file people. I don't think they were doing anything wrong, but well, we don't know who had the ghost card. We don't know who had the ghost card. Ghost I, card. I, I would just imagine there are some leadership people that are gonna that are gonna be hauled hauled in and and, and at least yeah. ask some tough questions because. In 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 a, in my since the meeting, in my attempts to get public information, public records from the water board, I've been told sort of like I don't know what kind of records we have because a lot of them were taken in the raids. Yeah, right. So I can only assume that that means that there's they're going to be used for some reason. So yeah, we're looking at more than just Nia Bradley. It's just you know it's going to take some time, and I don't want to rush the DA's office, and I know. Uh, you know, we and them have had sort of our issues with how this story has been has come about. So, so I won't go too far into it, but I, I would just give them some time. I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna see some more stuff happen. Well, so speaking of the DA's office, Scott, you had an interesting one this week as well um, on the uh, that we found out about a new law that we didn't really realize about civil forfeiture. Tell tell everybody about that one. Yeah, so yesterday I was in court and the DA's office was waiting there for uh, this other, this towing truck case. Uh, and they were. This has been an ongoing thing yeah. with, with, with tow truck company. Yeah, lots of towing truck companies embattled with the DA's office over insurance fraud stuff. Um, so anyway, the, this family, the Smith family showed up in court and the DA's office handed them a paper saying, Hey, we're, you're getting all your trucks back. They've held them for 13 months. They've held their trucks for 13 months. 13 months. And Continu- now they're getting them back. <laughs> yes. Because so, they have no reason to hold them. So, I mean, basically that says to me that the police held them or that they were held without for, without any real reason. Right. They, so for, yeah. And, for over a year. Yeah. I mean, and, and when they, back in 2019, when all this really initially came down, the judge almost immediately said, hey, you, you guys can't hold this. We're giving right. them back. Well, Supreme Court kind of said you did it wrong, so you got to do it again. Yeah, that was basically what happened. So that's they turned them in, and when they turned them in, the DA's office just started this series of continuous. Right. Yeah, they just kept d- yeah. dragging their feet on it. So they've kept yeah. these people's these trucks that they used to do their business for over a year. Yes, and, but now, yeah, the the real the other foot that dropped is what? Yeah. So last session, legislative session, the. Alabama legislator passed a reform, quote unquote, of the civil asset forfeiture law. And in that, in that uh, amendment, they changed it to add that if you are death, deported, if you die, if you're deported, or if you violate a bond, then you forsake your claim to your property in a civil asset forfeiture case. Yeah. So that became law January 1, and it apparently is applicable to this three-year-old case 
so, it wasn't the law, but when even, yeah. So, so in so. simple English, basically, if you're fighting to get your, if you've had a forfeiture, they're fighting, they're trying to take your stuff and you're trying to fight to get it back. If you die in the middle of that, they win. They win. And they yes. take your stuff. They yeah. keep it. So they kept one of their vehicles. Yes. One of their trucks was in their father and co-defendant. He was a co-defendant. Right. And one of, one of the trucks was in his name still when he, yes. he died July 31st, two weeks ago. Right. And so now he died two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Now they won't give his truck back, even though all the other trucks have been ordered to be given back yeah. to them. The state has no right to the those. The state has no right to any of those other trucks, but they got his truck because he died. And that's, that's just crazy. That's a, it's yeah, a very it's strange mind blowing. His heirs don't get it. Nobody, right. it's the state gets it. It sounds like a, it's going to be a federal lawsuit. Um, yeah, I think I can't, gonna, I can't imagine that's, that that's going to yeah. fly. I can't imagine that's constitutional. Tow truck will be twenty yeah. years old. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I was sitting in I was sitting in court when the when they informed their lawyer Chase Deerham about this, yeah. and you could audibly hear him going, "How is this constitutional?" He it had no be. idea this was the law. I don't think this has ever been reported on, and this might be the first time that this amendment has I'm affected. Pretty sure a there's a there's a U.S. amendment about searches and seizures, isn't there? I'm pretty sure. But it's anyway, one yeah, I, one I don't. I think it's one of the big one of those top 10. Yeah. yeah. It was top 10. But, um, you know, so that's, yeah, it's a strange thing. I, it, it is a, um, I, I can't imagine that that is legal, but there are, you know, we've seen laws passed in the last few years that are, that are certainly unconstitutional. So and if they, if they're ever challenged, they won't, they won't pass. So theoretically, somebody from the DA's office, if they had your property and they wanted to keep it, theoretically, someone from the DA's office could kill you. Theoretically. If- the state could then keep your that's, property. That's starting to sound like a John Grisham <laughs> novel. Yeah, there's going to be an assass- a state assassin. Yeah, I like it. Like I think I think I'm on to something. We, we need to shore up the general like fund. Think yeah. I'm on to something. You're yeah. on to something. All right. Well, on that on that note, we'll uh, take a quick break here, and we'll come back with Tommy Hicks for sports. Heroes Sports Bar and Grill now open seven days a week at both locations. Ask about our new hot wings. The Singapore Sting and the Nature Boy. Come have a clipper at Heroes, Mobile's own since 1998. Heroes Sports Bar and Grill now offers curbside seven days a week. Call 433-HERO for Dolphin Street or 341-WING for Hillcrest. Try our kick-ass spinach and crawfish dip. And thanks for supporting Heroes, a Mobile original since 1998. And we're back with the lovely and talented Tommy Hicks. I'm still lovely and talented. That's good. Always, yes. Yeah, even in this weather. Wow. Even, even with the humidity, you're still holding it together. <laughs> so we've got uh, a local guy who, who got called up to the majors. He did. Right? Yeah. Bubba Thompson's playing in the show now. That's really yeah. good, great news for him. That's, that's not unexpected, though, right? No, I mean, he, was, he was killing it in AAA. He yeah. was betting over 300. He had already set the... The team good, record right? for yeah. stolen bases, and wow. uh, he had like 13 home runs and around 50 RBI. So yeah, he was having a really good year. That sounds like it. And I think with one, and in one of his first speaking of the speed, in one of his first games with the Rangers, didn't he beat out a uh, like a giddy up single? His first yeah. first uh, game, his first major league hit was a bunt single. Yeah, bunt he single. just bunted and, and beat it out. They didn't even try to make the throw. No, he, he was that far down the. Down the baseline. Well, so, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's, he's doing really well. You know, he, at McGill, he was a great baseball and a football player, and he had scholarship offers for both sports. And uh, He chose he wisely. Had, 
Yeah, he had originally committed to Auburn for baseball, and then he changed and went to Alabama for baseball. And then the uh, Texas Rangers made him the number 26 overall pick, which was probably good for about a $2.5 million bonus. And he went, you know, I don't think college is for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, if, you're, if you've got the choice between baseball and football, if you're going to get in the bigs, but, you know, baseball pays baseball a whole pays. lot more money and a lot longer. And you don't get yeah. – Hit as often. Yeah. Typically not getting tackled. Not, not, not typically. Not, not often, yes. Not <laughs> but yeah, a lot but of he's a great kid. He's, a really, he's, he's done a great job uh, so far, and hopefully uh, he'll stick up there and, and things will go good. And what's kind of interesting about that story, his best friend is Jalen Talbert. Yeah. So now Talbert, right. third-round draft pick of Dallas Cowboys, so they're both going to be right there kind of together. It's going to be really, well, that was really also, cool for them. I was going to say, you know, um, the Cowboys – the guy who was slated to be the second string uh, receiver for the Cowboys is, is uh, he hurt himself the other day. He's going to be out six to 10 weeks, which really probably puts Tolbert back in a, in a he may be in the mix to actually be a, a starter. He's, he's be listed as a starter right yeah. now in depth yeah. chart for preseason stuff yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. He and CD uh, yeah. are, are uh, listed as, well, they got three receivers, but those are, those two mainly, he's done really well. I mean, they, they've been the talk. Talbert has been the talk of, of camp so far in, in Dallas. About well, as a Cowboys fan, I hope so. I'm excited. And, and with Lamb, like with Lamb probably getting the greatest amount of coverage and attention because he's C.D. Lamb, it opens, opens up, it opens up a lot of opportunity for, uh, sure. for, for Jalen to, to really shine in Dallas. And plus, he's pretty stinking good. So yeah. it'll be yeah. interesting to see how he – Makes that adjustment. I think, I think the headline stinking good. I like there that. You yeah, like that's it. good. Yeah, we can put yeah, that. That's good. It's quality. Um, so we're getting into football season. It's it's here. It's oh, upon us, right? You know, it, it's here. Yeah, you kissed your wife goodbye, and I did. I'll see you. I'll see you in February. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Merry Christmas, babe. Love you. So um, South is is practicing, getting ready to roll. They are. They are. Uh, they started up last week. Uh, they're in pads now, so they can. Start getting serious about what they're trying to do. Uh, such a different team than it was even in the spring. People aren't going to – till you go out there and watch them, you're not going to realize how much the talent level has grown in one year under under Kane Womack uh, and his staff. They've done a great job. They've really used the transfer portal to their So you're feeling advantage. pretty good about the season. You seem, I think, you I seem think optimistic gonna, here. They've got a lot of things going for them. One, the talent level is so much better – you have a year's experience under this coaching staff, so it's not a newness that's going on. Plus, they don't play three three of the top four teams on the east side yeah. on their schedule. I mean, they no App State, no Georgia Southern, no Coastal Carolina. Okay. That doesn't that doesn't hurt your scheduling right. any yeah. at all. So, uh, but, I th- but I but I do believe that they're a better team now. Does their offensive line have to come through? Absolutely. And those guys are that was the whole biggest issue going in the spring and they've they've tried to shore that up. Had a lot of people hurt that are coming back, so they're gonna be better there. Running back, they are so so much more uh, of a deeper team at that position. Yeah. They went out and grabbed three guys out of the portal. So uh one from Mississippi State, the JUCO kid Webb, who used to be Mr. Football, and uh they've added one from Tech from uh Virginia Tech. So they're doing a lot better. Plus, they got Braylon McReynolds from here as a fresh incoming freshman. So they're they're, so they're loaded at, at running back this year. So, and the defense is really deep and really good in all areas. So, I think they're going to be a lot better team. Well, that'd be fun to watch. 
That'll be Are very they fun also one. stinking good? The the Jaguars? They could be stinking good. Okay. Could be stinking good. Okay. Pot- potentially stinking potentially good. Stinking we need to put good. in the yeah. paper Tommy's stinking chart. Yeah. Who's yeah, stinking good? Who's stinking good? Who's stinking, stinking bad. good? And who's just stinking? No, stinking it up or yeah. stinking good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. One yeah. or the other. Yeah. Um, so we also have, you'll be this coming week, not, not this week's paper, but the next week's paper, we're going to have your annual gridiron guide here. I sure hope so. Yeah, we hope so too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll have a story on each of the teams that we cover in the area, 32 teams. Uh, we'll have player features for each. That's about half of what you usually write a week, right? Usually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've slowed up a little bit this week, so it's not good. It's usually in the 65 to 70 range a week, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Maybe I can write a brief or something. <laughs> uh, we'll have those. We'll have the schedules for all the teams in there as well. Plus, in a regular section, uh, we'll start our fabulously stinking good <laughs> prep picks panel will be back. Prep oh, picks panel. Oh, the prep nice. picks panel is back. The baby. PPP. And we're working on a special uh, guest uh, picker for the first week. I don't yeah. want to say now. Okay. It's not going to be Dale Leash, is it? It is not. That's okay. a desperation. Is abs- pick. That is a desperation guest. That's. I'll just wait for Thanksgiving again. <laughs> yeah, wait for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. still won't happen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a lot of coverage uh, this week. Uh, St. Michael plays a. Uh, practice game won't count toward their schedule but they are headed to athens Athens, which is really cool story that's where philip rivers their head coach played high school ball and so they're going to play a practice game against them it'll be i ask uh philip we'll have a story on online tomorrow hopefully uh about his trip about this game and he talked about how he really unless he's gone through close by he hasn't been back on that field since he played. Wow. So it'd be kind of good where his father coached him and all that. So the father's going to be there. His brother is on his staff who played there too. So that's kind of a cool thing. And he and the other coach have a good relationship. Cody Gross, who played quarterback at UNA, Brady would know about. Uh, They have a good relationship. So it's going to be a pretty cool story for them and kind of a good way to to get ready for the season coming up. I can't imagine the emotions he'd be feeling when he walks back on the field doing what his father did now yeah and kind of like just being back home it's going to be uh i think it's cool i think it's really cool when you can get something that's obviously going to help this team because it's still a very young program this is only their sixth year playing football last year they won six games they'd only won five in the four previous years they played so He's really turning around. This is is an important thing for the season, but it's just a cool story that goes goes with it as well. So uh, that that'll kind of kick things off for us. And then next Thursday, uh, actually, St. Michael is in the first game of the year for our coverage at home at Fairhope Municipal against Gulf Shores. So that'll be a pretty good game. So. So the high school starting next man, week. It is. That's. It seems so early, but uh, it, it's time. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunately uh, so. It's it, any any predictions in the in the high school arena? Anybody that's looking like they're somebody you think might be a lot better than they were last year at this point, or is it just too early to tell? No, I mean I, th- I think a lot of people think Mary Montgomery, which has struggled really really badly over the last few years. There's a lot of talk that they're they're a lot better team. They have a new coaching staff, uh, kind of a new approach there. I think Mary Montgomery's a team to kind of watch in that regard. Uh, how is Gulf Shores going to be in the second year under Mark Hudsmith? Yeah. You know, Brendan Bird, who was the quarterback at Spanish Fort last year, has transferred to Gulf Shores. So he'll be quarterback there, and he'll be matched with Ronnie Royal, 
who as a freshman was a national freshman of the year when he went to school in Alexandria, and he transferred to Gosor. So they've added some pieces there. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they come along. Orange Beach went 9-2 and last year. Uh, only their second year as a team, I believe, second or third at the most. Uh, but they jumped from 2A to 4A, you know. Yeah. How is that jump going to work? But they also have a new head coach with uh, Jamie Dubose, who's won three state titles in the state and other places. Bigger schools, but uh, so it's kind of a different thing for him. When you're 7A and you got all those players to yeah. choose from, and then you're a 2A school, was a 2 were a 2A school, and now you're 4A. Little different dynamic there with the roster, but really good coach. So those are some of the teams to watch. Well, it's be interesting, and we're all excited. I know I'm fired up about football starting again. I'm, it, it just uh, Dale's excited. It just feels like it's time. It is time. Well, we'll uh, take a quick Roll break. Roll tide. There we go. Oh, there, there, there we go. All right, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hero Sports Bar and Grill now open seven days a week at both locations. Ask about our new hot wings. The Singapore Sting and the Nature Boy. Woo! Come have a clipper at Heroes, Mobile's own since 1998. Heroes Sports Bar and Grill now offers curbside seven days a week. Call 433-HERO for Dolphin Street or 341-WING for Hillcrest. Try our kick-ass spinach and crawfish dip. And thanks for supporting Heroes, a Mobile original since 1998. And we are back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, we uh, we had a new thing the county came up with the other day um, about residents. That they're going to require you to be a resident of Mobile County if you want to work there, right? Yeah. Well, it only uh, applies to director positions, right? So, which there's only about ten positions this affects. Now, this has become like. But aren't they going to be grandfathered in as well at some point too? Yeah. So if if you're already high, if you're already in place in the county, then they're not going to enforce the rule on you. There, it's still unclear future promotional opportunities. You know, yeah. say deputies into director positions. They're still trying to figure out all those details. But it's it's a uh, you know you basically have. Randall Dewitt, who's pushing this, he's very, you know, that's very in line with his Mobile County first kind of uh, positions and everything. And then you got Merceria Ledgood, who's pretty against it, fundamentally, quote unquote, against it. And then Connie Hudson's kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, they enough of, enough of a disagreement where the attorney is now looking over it to see what's actually constitutional. Yeah, the concept and, basically that he's pushing is that if if you're working here, that if you live here, that tax dollars, that you'll generate tax dollars here, therefore that's best for the yeah, county, but, right? Yeah, I mean, I can see that. But also, if you've got a super qualified candidate that lives right. maybe in Spanish Ford, and, and would you... Like the perfect, the ideal candidate lives there versus really some very mediocre candidates that live in the county. I mean, I mean, I mean I, you, to, you know, I look at it and say, hey, this, you know, it's hard enough to hire anybody these days, right? I mean, it's, everybody's everybody's complaining about hiring. It, it seems like putting one more hurdle out there is not a great idea. But, um, you know, we've seen these things before, and I, I guess people get they get wound up about it with county and city government that you need to live here. And, but it, it also to me seems like a, just a, a nightmare of trying to enforce. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, we, 
we have had, I don't know how many times over the 20 years we've been in business, somebody say, hey, this person who's elected doesn't live in this town. And and it's and we've had that happen. I mean, that's happened several times. There are people who don't live where they are elected. And there's been questions, even Mobile City Council, about where some people live, where other I think live. some people got and away with it too. I think some people got away with it as well. <laughs> I think some people got away with it for a long time, but it's, but the question is, how do you figure it out? I mean, it's, it's, you got to follow them around. We is talked, what we you talked do? about this before, before yeah. the podcast. Like, yeah, if their homestead exemption is where in the house, in the, you know, in the house, in the County where yeah. they say they live, the only other recourse for reporters, I don't know what other people could do is to, Follow them from work yeah. and see where they go. Lot, like I mean, most lots nights, lots of people of means in this town have bay houses or beach houses. Right, right. I mean, so to, I feel like that's every single time we get one of these stories, it's something to do. with It's that. my vacation home, or yeah. well, I mean, I, mean, I think it's yeah, probably we've, true. Yeah. In I won't a lot mention. Of I won't mention the 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 office, but you know, it's it's something you've been trying to chase down Dale the last couple of days. Is, yeah, is claims that a person running for an office around here is does not live here that they live in, in Baldwin County, but all you can really do is, okay, well, you look at it and go, well, they have a house here. They've got a house there. The homesteads on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, several years ago, uh, best rich right. had, there was cl- there were claims about, um, she was former city councilwoman and her homestead exemption was actually over in Baldwin County. That's right. And it, well, it was a mistake. Oh, we put her in the wrong place. And so, um, you know, CJ Small has a house that is a very opulent house that is not in city limits. Um, which he claims he is his vacation home. He's got a lot of home. money, yeah, absolutely. and he does, and he may. I, nobody can prove otherwise. And his homestead, but exem- saying, and his it, homestead exemption is in his district three. Yeah, we all know this predates you guys, but the best one ever oh, was yeah. this. It, oh. Was it? It was a city. Juan 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 it was a county commissioner. Juan Juzang. He didn't actually live in his district, but he had this like tool shed. It was a shed. It was literally oh a gosh, shed. No way. It was a shed. It had a padlock on the front door. I like a, he claimed as his home. his home. Yes, he claimed a a padlock shed as his home. That was uh, that was a classic. That was a good one. To each his own, I you guess. Know, I mean, I, I guess at night, you know, maybe he has a friend come by and padlock his door shut for him. I don't know, or padlock on the inside. I'm not sure, but. It was a padlock oh shed. It's the padlock a, is only for when he's away. Right. <laughs> I just, but it is. The door is always open. Otherwise, right. Yes. I mean, I, I'm not, I just, these, these types of things always seem to me like this sort of jingoistic uh, approach to things is like, we want people to live in the county and I get it. You know, I if you really, like how are you going to safety? You're going to chase fire people chief around? and your police chief. They yeah. need to live where Absolutely. they can get to and the that's scene been the, quickly. I think that was an yeah. argument that was made, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I talked with Jason Johnson at the yeah. city, and there is no residency Who? requirement. Jason, Go ahead. <laughs> that traitor. Uh, there is no residency requirement for any city office or position. Uh, you can live across the bay. I mean, I would uh, I want to be the fire chief and live forty-five. I thought there was. I thought there were some. In, there in is a. There is an understanding. Yeah. Okay. So this is what that happened. the police chief and fire chief live in Mobile. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this is what happens. It's these rules are ad hoc. I mean, yeah. they, the council can't enforce these on preference, and the county commission has been enforcing these on preference. They just say, "Hey, we we're only going to vote for you if you right, live here." Right. And basically, that works. So I don't know why they're having to put make a make it formal. Well, that's a, I mean that again, you runs it runs into this whole issue of you know, okay, so I work for the county and I have a house over in Baldwin County, and I decide I want to start 
really, I'd prefer to live there. And, you know, okay, well, I'm going to keep this house over here. And does it become an issue of who's spending more time there? And, it, you know, it, yeah. it, it just gets into there's a I lot winter, of stuff I there. I winter involved when it's yes. summer in the <laughs> it just yeah. It just seems like one of these things. Got to get that good air. Hard to enforce. I and, don't like the tourists. Yeah. And, <laughs> and probably, again, you know, at a time when you're try, having a hard time trying to hire people anyway, it's like, can we reduce our yeah, opportunities? Don't put any more restrictions one, on it. I, I get that. I get that. Um, so the other things we were, were talking about this week, uh, there's reapportionment oh, has yeah. finally passed redistricting as we might call it yeah the so so it's done at this point yeah we've got a we've got four uh black majority city council districts now um well as of the next municipal election that's important to it's an important distinction they don't they don't start till um the the next election uh so but there was a there was a a kind of a it was weird. It was kind of a last second push at a compromise that got it done. Cause I, I, going into this, I would have thought there, you know, the, the mayor had a plan and the community with the help of the Southern Poverty Law Center came together with a, with a plan that was a little bit different. And the differences in the plan were the number of voting age black population in District seven. That was the, the mayor's plan had close to 51%. The community plan had 53%. The council, voted both of those down and went instead with one that they called a compromise map, which basically moved the only difference between it and the other two maps was it moved spring Hill to another area. And anyway, it's also 53%. Uh, district seven, uh, is now 53%, uh, black the, voting age. The person and, who really kind of got beat on this thing a lot was Gina Gregory. Yes. She lost a lot in this. Gina Gregory, who's the longest serving council member now right. with, with best riches and Fred Richardson's departure. Uh, got hurt the most. She said that she wasn't even contacted by right. Phone. That's the part that's fascinating. Yeah. She's saying that she didn't get t- contacted by anybody else on the council or anybody. So that, it was it was people this, other than yeah. her deciding where people that used to be in her district would be yeah. now. And so what they did was they moved the contentious area. Like I said, was Spring Hill. They moved Spring Hill into Joel Dave's District Five, and left District Seven uh, with some other with some other places that you clearly could tell Gina was that was what really got there. Yeah. She, she, if you know anything about village of spring Hill and their sidewalk programs and their infrastructure programs, a lot of that came with support from Gina Gregory, yeah. who now will be uh, living in a different district. Yeah. So it's, it's uh that's kind of interesting stuff. And you know, of course, then she abstained from voting for it. Correct? Oh, there were, and everybody's abstaining now. It's there not, were it's, like seven or eight different abstentions yes. in yesterday's meeting. I didn't even get into everybody it. abstaining rather than voting. No one, no one, very this few new, people this is the new craze on mobile city council. The only people you know? who voted, no, that's a classic. The only people who, it, vo- it's, but it's a craze now they're all doing it. The only it's people who a, voted you know, no on any of the plans, William Carroll voted no on, 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 on the mayor's plan, I believe. And, and I think Joel Daves voted no on a, yeah. on a plan. All the other people just abstained until they wanted yeah, to vote. Yes. It was, just, it was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Things kind of bizarre. Stop abstaining unless you have a conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, that's what, just, that's what abstentions are for. Right. Vote your conscience. And if your conscience says no, just live with it. Before yeah. we have to go, I just want to say yeah. we've got a really good 
Delhi did a good job on the cover story about Dolphin Island and their short-term rentals, right. oh, yeah. the B&B and the Verbo and all that stuff. So make sure that, to check that is out. a great one. Yeah, um, quite contentious. And we battle. also there's there's one thing I wanted to bring up really quickly is this whole thing about Florida all of a sudden chiming okay. in on our bridge, right? That <laughs> yeah. leave us Florida, alone, Florida. Florida is not Florida, happy the that king we're king of tolls. That doesn't want Florida to that is riddled with tolls. Is Every it? time I go to Florida, I get I get. Letters from the Florida and, and Department and of Transportation I, I saying I owe them a dollar or two. Complaining about it, and they have a toll on their roads to the beach. They have not? tolls everywhere, yeah, but they San, don't want they don't want us to have a toll. The right? Santa Rosa County Commission is apparently going to, I guess, well, maybe Walton County, but what? No, it was yeah. it was Santa no, Rosa. No, it's Santa Rosa that's complaining about uh, the toll. I'm thinking maybe Santa Rosa's uh, commission is apparently going to reprimand us i guess for I reprimand the state for putting there. no it's 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 a completely it's sort of like when alabama state attorney general talks about federal law like he has anything to right, do with it it's right. the same thing with this it's like we're going to make this political statement and frankly if santa rosa county is so concerned about our tolls they should just give us some of the money that they get from tourism and we'll yeah. we'll put it towards the bridge and then Santa yeah, Rosa people be, can drive for free. I feel like what's going to happen is that the people in that live over there are going to do the exact same thing that I do when I get the Florida Department of Transportation letter that says I owe them $4 or whatever it is. They're going to throw it in the garbage and that'll be it. Oh, you're you're this place is going to be raided with with Florida it, highway anytime, department people man. now. Highway, yeah. Florida troopers outside right now. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, that's all we've got for this week's Lagnapod. We will uh, we'll be back next Thursday. Bye. The Lagnapod is a Something Extra Publishing production. Executive producers are Rob Holbert and Ashley Trice. Music is by Some Paul Sounds and Electro Animals. Only subscribers like you have access to this podcast. Tell your friends they can sign up at my.lanyapmobile.com. For advertising opportunities, please call 251-450-4466.